Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews Braca Getz, Harvard-educated author who has written over 40 children's books to help children grow spiritually, inspire them individually, and make life's deepest concepts clear. They discuss her newest book, Let's Get Healthy, and her inspiration for her picture books. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Braca Getz, Harvard-educated author, having written 40 children's books to help uh, children grow spiritually and inspire them individually. So she's also written a memoir about overcoming food addiction, and we're going to get right into that. So tell me a little bit about your memoir and food addiction and um, why you decided to write a book about it. So. It's a, it's a weird kind of book because it's not like a typical book. Okay, so you know, like I write children's books, so I don't like to write long things. I write really short picture books. This book, I didn't write it. It, it just, I just compiled it. It's, I took out like extracts, excerpts from my diaries and my journals and letters that I wrote. So you can actually see the development of the food addictions and the recovery process as it happens. It's kind of experiential because as I put the book together, when I got to the end of putting the book together, I finally could understand how I was able to heal from the addictions. It was, it was kind of a therapeutic process putting the book together because through writing it, through putting it, through compiling this book, I understood how did finding fulfillment in my life, what did that have to do with the fact that I was able to heal from the addictions? You know, I, I saw how it connected. Mm-hmm. And, and until that point, I couldn't understand how one thing had to do with the other. Until I, until I saw the whole thread. So that's what, like when people read the memoir, they, they, they go through that whole process with me of, of that need in my life, developing that desperate search to fill the emptiness within and how the food addictions came in to provide that immediate pleasure because I wasn't getting the fulfillment that I needed. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the uh, pleasure ladder and what that is. Can you explain a little bit about that and how to bring lasting pleasure into your life? Yes, exactly. So this is amazing when I learned about this. It's, this is ancient mystical wisdom and it's, a, it, it's five levels of pleasure and they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. So this is universal. The the lowest level are all the physical, the natural physical pleasures, the the pleasure of an apple, the pleasure of an orange. These things were designed to give us immediate pleasure. And, And here's the amazing part of all these five levels of pleasure. They were designed to uplift not only our bodies, but also our souls. So when we eat these natural foods, 
we, it was designed to fill us with a sense of gratitude, an uplifting sense of gratitude. And, and you know, the, the things like an apple or an orange or any of the natural foods, the, nat, the nuts in this world or the vegetables, they, they, um, they're delicious and nutritious as opposed to like the very processed stuff, which is delicious. It's designed to be delicious and addictive. So that's the big difference. So, okay, so all the natural pleasures like music, like nature, like the natural foods, like intimacy, any of these natural pleasures were designed to uplift our bodies and our soul. And that's only the lowest level. So if, if we don't have other higher pleasures in our life, we get stuck there. And that's like, like if, if you, if uh, um, my 500 pound life, you know, the, the people all say the same thing on the show. They say, this is the only pleasure I was getting anymore from life. So they just keep eating because it's the only pleasure. So the answer is bring in greater pleasures into your life. Just, it's not about reducing the pleasures, it's about increasing them as much as you can. So, so then as you go up the ladder, yeah. the next level up, this is really interesting, is love. But so what if you don't feel loved? Like, how do you bring love into your life? The point is, because many people overeat because they don't feel loved. Mm -hmm. So this ladder is all about empowerment. You can reach every letter, every level on the ladder on your own. It's not dependent on any other person. If it, even a person stuck in prison or stuck in an addiction, which is a prison, if you just think about another person, focus on what you appreciate about someone else, then you are filled with a warm feeling of love. That's what love is according to this definition. So you bring love into your life, even in prison, by focusing on the virtues of another. And that's the second level. Um, and then moving up, bringing meaning into your life, doing something meaningful. Um, <clears throat> I was on a show and the host said that like, he was just like plowing through a box of pizza. You know, after he had two slices, he just kept going. And <clears throat> someone knocks on his door, his neighbor needs his help. He goes out, he helps him, he comes back. He doesn't want the pizza anymore. Like he feels fulfilled. He just did something meaningful. He helped his neighbor and he could put, put the rest of the pizza away for later, you know, cause it's like we need a more meaningful pleasure that fills us up. What's even higher than that? The next to the highest level is creativity. When we put a piece of ourselves into the world, a, a unique part of ourselves into the world, we don't feel like eating or sleeping when we're in the zone of creativity, you know? So that is the next to the highest level. And the highest level of all is transcendence. When we overcome our limitations, make a tiny crack in an addiction, breaking a bad habit, it's when, you know, under a starry, starry night, when we sense that we're a part of the greater universe, 
that stays with us forever, that connection. So each level, each level up the ladder is a greater sense of connection. We overeat <clears throat> from a sense of estrangement, loneliness, stress. We, 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 we feel cut off. And so it's adding more connection into our lives. First, like with just another natural thing in the world, then another person just appreciating someone, meaning, doing something meaningful into the world, expressing gratitude through creativity and transcendence with connection to the entire universe, the world, our communities. It's when the veil of separation is lifted and we sense the connection with everyone. We see how we're all connected. That's like the highest ecstasy. So, so basically these are the levels that just knowing they're there, it, it gives us a sense of abundance rather than scarcity in life because it's scarcity that gets us to overeat. I don't have enough pleasure. I want the pleasure that I'm experiencing this minute to keep lasting so I just keep overeating. When we recognize there's an abundance of pleasure in this world, then it takes away that, that problem. So this pleasure ladder is very helpful to keep in mind because it's, it's a universal thing of, of what helps us all to bring more pleasure in. So how can people use the pleasure ladder to nourish their souls? What, what can they do to actually physically and mentally be better using this yes. pleasure ladder? Exactly. You, you, like one of my favorite questions that I ask myself is if I feel like overeating, I say, um, is it my body that's hungry or my soul? Right away, the neurons that are firing in that amygdala, the stress, fear, loneliness, boredom, it starts, they start moving up to the prefrontal cortex right away with that question. It moves it to a different place and I start, oh, it's not my body that's hungry. I just had a nice meal. It's my soul that's hungry for more pleasure. And that's what we're here for, to enjoy life. So how can I bring more pleasure into my life? Um, what works? I could open the window, feel the sunshine, or open the window and feel the breeze, or get up from my chair, turn on music, start dancing, start stretching, or leave a message, text a message to someone telling them how I appreciate them. I don't even have to talk to them. I'll be filled with that sense of love just by expressing that sense of gratitude of what I appreciate about someone else. You can keep a list on your fridge or your cabinet of things that you enjoy until they're really stuck in your head and you can just, you know, draw them right up. Mm -hmm. So, um, or other questions you could ask. If I eat 47 more spoonfuls of what I just had right now, will I then feel satisfied? It will then fill, fill that inner emptiness. You know it won't. So these kind of questions really help. And then you say, oh, it's something else I could do now that could bring more lasting pleasure into my life. Something horizontal on the same physical level, or it could be eating something more healthy that will fill you with more gratitude afterwards, rather than 
the bag of potato chips, which afterwards leaves you feeling more depleted, more empty, because it's not giving you the nourishment that you need. It's not filling, um, it's not filling the needs of your body or your soul. And possibly feeling a little bit of guilt afterwards also. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, and, and we don't have to feel so much whenever we're, we're inevitably going to eat some comfort food sometimes and that's okay. Yes. It's, you know, and, and we shouldn't get too upset with ourselves because that, that doesn't help at all. Just, just have more gratitude for, for all the moments you did the next right thing. Have, bring more gratitude into your life. That's really what it's about. When we get too down on ourselves, it's okay. Once in a while we do something, you know, it's, we're not perfect. And um, I, it, it's an expression that I love. Um, how can you tell the difference between a real diamond and a fake one? Um, the real diamond has flaws, you know, and we, we're all diamonds. And we all have flaws that we're always going to make mistakes. Don't, don't be too upset about it. Just do the next right thing. Enjoy. We're here to have pleasure in life. We were actually created for that purpose. And all these natural things were created to fill our lives with pleasure. So tell me what inspired you to write children's books? Uh, well, I just... I wanted to write the books I didn't have as a child. I, I was searching, that's what my memoir is about. It was about searching, trying to understand what was missing. I wasn't brought up in a spiritual, a spiritual understanding about life. And I just felt something was missing. I couldn't believe we just get up every day to make money, to get food, to eat, to live another day, to make money. I mean, this can't just be it. There's more to life. So I was searching spiritually. And, and, and when I finally found spiritual meaning in my life, really through my own heritage, even though I searched into all kinds of religions, I, I then wanted to write books that would help young, young children have the spiritual understanding from early on in life. So so that they could have the pleasure of living life joyfully from the very beginning. So you have 40 children's books and some of them are about spirituality and they're about all kinds of different things, but your latest book is actually called Let's Stay Healthy. So yes. can you tell me a little bit about that book and what, what inspired you to write that to children? Yeah, um, I, I mean, we, there's so much junk food being given to children. And again, I don't, I don't want to put on the guilt, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't water a plant with a bottle of soda, you know? Why do we pour it into children? It's like, <laughs> if you think about it, we're just used to these things, but they don't really make sense. We want to fill our children with the most nutritious stuff and you know, they're going to ask for it later on, but why, why start giving it to them early on? So, so in these books, I, my background, um, I was even studying at the Harvard Graduate School of Public Health as an undergraduate. I was always interested in public health. I want to explain to children why, like, 
don't just say it's a, it's good to eat healthy. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to explain to children why the what's called junk food is bad for them. You know, it actually the body doesn't know what to do with it when when the stuff that's not nutritious comes in. It's been designed to be addictive. And it has unnatural amounts of fat and sugar that is not found in nature. So when it comes into the body, the body actually, um, it gets inflamed. It, um, it, it has a reaction. And why does it, it's because it's like an unnatural substance, just like when we get hurt and the body, um, flames in order to help it comes running to help out all the blood vessels come to help it's in the same sense the body is responding like it needs help when this unnatural food is given and the sugar actually draws out nutrients from our body in order to um, absorb it because it's just an unnatural substance when it's added in um, so I try to explain that, believe it or not, in a cheerful way with pictures out to children, even about things like germs. The thing about this too is that when when kids are eating these junk foods, you know, and and yes, I mean everybody indulges, everybody, does, and that's totally fine. But they're creating these habits at a very very young age. So you're creating these habits with addictive foods especially to children as they are growing, which is, it really affects how they grow and their bodies going forward into their lives. And exactly. it's, it's interesting because it is so natural for us to go to these things because it's easy, you know, finding all the foods with preservatives. It's it's very easy to just grab stuff off the shelves and just grab Cheez-Its or chips or whatever it is that you're that you're grabbing that's filled with preservatives and who even right. knows what you can't even pronounce it or spell it. Right. So teaching children that it is good to eat in a certain way is very, very good as and also I think what we don't understand, like you said, with cutting yourself, when you cut yourself, you can physically see the healing process. Right. But the difference inside of your body is that you can't see that. And that's like right. a lot of times, a lot of times with diabetics, they don't know that they're type two diabetics <clears throat> and type one, but mostly type two, they don't know that they're diabetic until they're very, very ill because right. you can't physically see what's going on inside your body, how your body's reacting. So you just think, oh, I'm really thirsty or oh, I'm really tired right. or, you know, whatever is going on until it gets very, very bad to the point sometimes where you're even losing limbs. And that's a reaction to the foods that you're putting into your body. And obviously being diabetic is the extreme of that, but, but that, you know, that is seeing things physically you can't see that inside your body so you can't tell that you're inflamed you don't realize it and and humans or animals just in general are are hardwired to 
push off pain or ignore pain and just keep going, going, going. So we're not thinking about all the things that are, are happening inside our body and, oh, it's not a big deal until you're very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so teaching children from a very young age to eat better and nourish themselves better and why these things are are better for you not necessarily good or bad but anything in excess anything in excess is if all you eat is apples all day long chances are you're you're probably going to develop some sort of allergy to apples because you eat apples all day every day so it doesn't matter what it is it's the the overabundance of things and how much we put into our body. So if you're eating a bag of chips every single day, if you're drinking soda every single day and and tons of them, you know, you go and get the 44 ounce at 7-Eleven or whatever it is, those are things that you are overindulging in and causing your body to go into this inflammatory state, which also is is very dangerous because it causes can cause cancers it can cause diabetes it can cause you know being overweight so there are definitely things that you have to look look out for for sure yes excellent very well said thank you <laughs> I, I just got over a virus too and i have this lingering cough and i'm i'm thrilled that i i'm yeah <laughs> I myself just got over pneumonia, so I oh had my a goodness. pretty, pretty rough couple of weeks, uh, which wow. was very interesting, actually, because I haven't even had so much as a cold in probably five or six years. So, wow, getting very, very ill was kind of a shock to me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, but it's true. The, the more that we do, I feel that you, you don't get sick as often. It's for sure true. I mean, I, the more that we do to keep ourselves healthy. I, I read that, um, let's see, um, that, that most people die before that time because of lifestyle choices. Really, it's, it's amazing that we can make the right choices and um, it could really help to, um, to prolong life exactly, and not only prolong life, but the quality, the quality of life exactly. is much better as well. Yeah. You know, where we put in things in our body like cigarettes and alcohol and, you know, it's not just necessarily food, it's or prescription drugs or, or whatever, whatever it is we're putting into our body. Those are things that that a lot of a lot can be treated by cutting those out or changing your diet or exercising more. You know, I I don't I I don't want to say that, you know, there are definitely like pre-existing conditions and right. and things that, you know, genetically you are predisposed sure. to. Sure. Um but also I mean, you can definitely change right your path positively by obviously eating better and exercising i mean those two things are very and even even it's proven that just walking just Mm -hmm. walking is 
one of the best things that you can do for yourself, just walking, because we don't even do that anymore. And over the past two years, how many people, I mean, here we are sitting on a Zoom, a Zoom call. And, you know, that's kind of just how people live now. So just to get up and walk or just to eat a piece of fruit instead of a bag of chips, those, those small changes you can make can help to prolong your life and help to to improve the quality of life and to nourish your soul as well. You're right. You're feeding, you're feeding your soul through positive, positive reinforcement, I guess. Yes, exactly. And our bodies were designed to move because the lymphatic system doesn't even work well unless we're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's something that is required for us to move in order to work optimum, optimally. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about let's stay healthy. So that so let's stay healthy teaches kids to eat better and about the process and, of and all kinds of things like even basic stuff like why do we have to wash our hands with soap? I mean, there's really <laughs> invisible germs. We 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 have pictures of these little germs, but like and you know brushing our teeth again we can't see and flossing. Doing that from early on really changes things. Um, sleep, no child wants to go to sleep. But I, the book is designed for young children, but it's even affecting teenagers. I've heard teens coming to explain to me, they get it now, that if they go to bed earlier, they'll wake up feeling better in the morning. It's like the book really mm-hmm. explains things. It doesn't just say do this and do that, which is what people really, Young people really want to hear that. They want to know why it's important to do yeah. these things. So I feel that's it's so needed. And even in schools, they give out lots of junk as prizes. It's, we can change this. We really can change the way things are going. Like you said, type 2 diabetes was never so widespread with children like it is now. It's I, it's kind of a crime. It really is. There's no, there's no need for that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, I actually took a class um, that talked specifically about children and children's health. And this was years ago. God knows. I mean, what, what the changes have been now, but what I, what I remember and what really hit home to me was how the schools are given money by you know the big conglomerates like pepsi and coke and taco bell Mm. and Mm. burger king uh to have their products in schools and i i obviously never thought about it when i was in school and i don't drink soda i never really have uh but but having soda machines in schools and having Taco Bell and having Pizza Hut and all of these things available in schools when, you know, the school lunch is kind of, it's not great, you know, but they're not funded. They're not funded for, wow, to eat, you know, to have salads and healthy options, you know, meat and vegetables. They're, they're funded to, supply these foods and drinks in schools 
and you know the rising obesity of children is is unreal i mean you're right it is a crime and it's very sad because children burn thousands and thousands of calories a day just by being kids yeah. and now we're we're feeding them and fueling them with garbage and causing them to develop childhood diabetes to become overweight and once you're there especially at a child's at a child's age five six ten getting over that as, as an adult is incredibly difficult it's incredibly right. difficult and i see right. it every day because they're you're right that you know these foods are addictive they're they are very addictive they they trigger that pleasure response um and it's that immediate pleasure and it's it's very hard to overcome those things so uh i i just remember that so vividly learning that in school and thinking how, how do we beat this yes you know i just learned recently i was shocked to hear this in the 80s, there was a huge campaign for people to stop smoking, and it was extremely successful. Mm -hmm. So these giants, they started making a lot less money on their cigarette brands. They went, they took their knowledge that, that they had learned, and they went into the fast food industry. And in the 80s, things way expanded in fast foods. As smoking went down, fast foods took over and they used their uh, what they learned for how to create addictions and put it into fast foods. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a bit, so I never knew this before, this history. And, and the, wherever I read this, it said that the actual, that fast food, the junk food, has more in common with cigarettes than it does with something like an apple or an orange. The 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 junk food is is, is it it has so little of the real substance and um, I mean the cigarettes were also made from natural substances, but again they are put in in a way where everything's <coughs> absorbed absorbed into the bloodstream in an unnatural way, enormous mm -hmm. amounts, and so. They take natural products and they destroy them and they put them in a way that's really addictive for our bodies right. because our bodies aren't getting the nutrients. So we end up starving physically and spiritually. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the effect that it has on us. Yeah. So of all your 40 children's books, give me a little bit of insight into other than spirituality and other other than being healthy what other topics do you discuss in your well, children's okay. books right i say that all my books what they all have in common is to help children's souls to shine that's what they're all about it, on different topics some are on disabilities teaching children how to interact and be more inclusive with other children with disabilities they're, they all have that same goal in through different avenues. I have two books about preventing the sexual abuse of children. Um, in different, in di one is presented as another normative safety measure, and one is just focused on 
what to do about that issue. Um, I have books about also about healthy food. What, what, how I talk about in this book, how amazing the apple is. I mean, it's got the seeds that go on for infinity. It's individually packaged. It's, it, it becomes the most beautiful and bright and colorful when it's ripe and ready to eat. There's so many things and how many foods you can see on them. They have directions for of the body part that they help with. Um, it's fascinating. So I love to teach all these different things in the world and Remarkable Park is about things that we can learn from animals and nature and the invisible book is all the things we believe in that are invisible in this world, like feelings and thoughts and gravity and the wind and electromagnetism. So it's not hard to believe that we too are invisible spiritual beings. That's what, that's my purpose of that. So all of these different ways are different ways I try to explain um, both spirituality and the wonders of our physical world to children. So if people want to find uh, your children's book, they can find them on Amazon. Yeah, everything's on Amazon. And now my children designed a website for me. It's called the Gets Bookshop. The getsbookshop.com okay. and they, all my books are there. So they, they're running this whole production. <laughs> Perfect. So you can go to, to Braca Getz, uh, G-O-E-T-Z on Amazon and or, or your uh, website, getsbookshop.com. Yep, to find any of your children's books. So is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with today? I want to say anyone, if you don't have money to buy books, you can also get things at the public library. We want the main thing is to get the messages out into the world. So ask your library to get the books, just get them into children's hands. We need to elevate children from the very beginning with good habits so that they can enjoy life healthfully and happily. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So um, if you are interested in looking into her books, you can find them on her website or on Amazon. And I will uh, post those in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. My pleasure, Gabby. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you're, you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show. Give this podcast a review and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.